Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Star Wars 7x7, episode 892. It's a Rebels briefing day. I'm looking at Visions and Voices. This is season 3, episode 11 of the Star Wars Rebels TV series, and it resolves some of the mysteries from episode 3, Holocrons of Fate. Punch it, Chewie. This is Todd Vander Hayden. I'm a national Canadian television anchor with CTV News and a syndicated radio host, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And the spoiler warning right up front, this is a full spoiler podcast. We are talking about Rebels in deep detail. So if you have not watched the episode and don't want it spoiled for you, then save this podcast for a later date. However, if you want to know some of the secrets, which include things that even Rebels fans would want to know about, then, well, let's dive right in. So the episode kicks off with the aforementioned visions and voices, and we learn from the Rebels Recon episode attached to this that there is a connection between Maul and Ezra because of their experience trying to join the holocrons together in Holocrons of Fate. And so this is Maul actively making these visions happen and kind of driving him a little nuts as he gets closer to the Rebel base. And ultimately, when he reveals himself, even though... Kanan and Ezra have asked the Bendu for some assistance. Bendu is like, well, sorry, I warned you. And then he up and disappears. But this is the exchange upon which the episode revolves. When you abruptly severed our connection with the Holocron, you mixed up the information. You learned a bit of what I want to know, and I learned a bit of what you wanted to know. But there were fragments and memories left in my mind. Like the location of our base. Yes. Very good. How you do learn fast, Apprentice. Look, I I can't make sense of what I saw. I couldn't even describe it if I wanted to. And that is why you need to come with me. So I can retrieve the answers which are just out of reach. So you get your answers, but what do we get out of it? I will keep your rebel base secret. So there you go. Simple, right? Of course it isn't, naturally. So Kanan has Sabine secretly install a tracking device onto Ezra's wrist communicator as Ezra and Maul go off to Dathomir, as it turns out, because old magic is required to make this unsorting of memories happen, as in old Sister magic. And we find out that this is where Maul has been hanging out since the events of Holocrons of Fate, and possibly even before that, possibly dating back to the whole Twilight of the Apprentice showdown at the end of Season 2 of Rebels. And naturally, Maul hasn't told Ezra the whole story, because once they get their visions sorted out, it turns out that Nightsister ghosts want to take possession of flesh-and-blood bodies, and I guess Maul had Ezra in mind to fulfill that role. But, of course, Kanan and Sabine show up in the nick of time to try and rescue Ezra, and unfortunately get themselves possessed in the process. 
It is not mentioned, though, unfortunately, because this would have been fun to find out who the Night Sisters were that possessed Kanan and Sabine, and even Rebels Recon does not mention specifically who they were, if they were specifically named characters that we are familiar with from the Clone Wars cartoon stories, or at least you may be familiar with them. I personally am not, because I have not come upon the Night Sisters story arcs or anything like that, and I guess I'm about to pretty soon in one of the uh, next Clone Wars arcs that I get into. Now, you know what's going to happen out of this, of course. You know that Ezra is going to get the ghosts out of Kanan and Sabine. And he does so in spectacular fashion by ultimately destroying something there in this Night Sisters cave that makes all the ghosts go away. So maybe he has actually banished the ghosts of the Night Sisters once and for all. Don't know for sure. What we do know is that there's an artifact that Darth Maul has in this cave he's been living in, and it turns out to be the Darksaber, the legendary black lightsaber that had been once wielded by Mandalorians, it had been stolen from the Jedi Temple, and then it was seen as a a token of authority and power by the Mandalorians, and as stated in Rebel Recon, Rebels Recon, excuse me, it could be an object that as the wielder of it, Sabine now having it, could be somebody who is able to unite Mandalorian clans together and put an end to some infighting that's happening. And some of that infighting was even touched on earlier in the season when we saw the Mandalorians working for the Empire, the ones that were wearing the armor that looks very much like the prototype, uh, prototype Boba Fett armor. You know what I'm talking about. So that right there is enough to launch a whole new story arc in Rebels, and and it also starts to touch on something that we knew was going to happen based on the Season 3 trailer. We knew the Darksaber was going to get into Sabine's hands, but we didn't necessarily know how, so this is how, but the scene that we see her wielding the Darksaber in, in that trailer, has not happened yet, so we still have more from that trailer that is yet to be revealed. The second of three big reveals happened a little earlier in the show. It was more of a confirmation than anything else because we didn't know what happened to the holocrons when there was that large explosion in episode three, Holocrons of Fate. Well, Ezra says the holocrons were destroyed in that whole situation. So now we know that there is no coming back from either of those. But probably the biggest reveal of all is one that was a widely suspected reveal. If you think back to Holocrons of Fate, and what happened after that explosion, Maul stumble away, stumbling away going, he's alive, he's alive, Wah! Well, everybody suspected that that was Obi-Wan Kenobi he was talking about, and now we have it confirmed that, yes indeed, this is what he was talking about. And what's more is that he's saying it's going to end where it all began on a desert planet with two suns. Well, unlike Ezra, who doesn't necessarily know what planet he could be talking about, Maul certainly knows exactly what planet he's talking about. Tatooine, you know, the desert planet with two suns, that's the one he was on in The Phantom Menace. Now, he didn't actually encounter Obi-Wan Kenobi, though, so it's kind of funny to hear him say it's ending on the planet where it all started, but I guess you could see that as in reference to his first encounter with the Jedi. Ezra, however, does not know that it's Tatooine, but he does know about Obi-Wan Kenobi now. That part of the vision got cleared up for him, so he's now aware that Obi-Wan Kenobi is alive and somewhere in the galaxy on a desert planet with two suns, which unfortunately, according to Sabine, doesn't really narrow things down very much. In fact, I seem to recall Pablo Hidalgo saying at some point in the past that Systems with binary suns are actually more common than systems with single suns in the Star Wars galaxy. 
Either way, Maul definitely has a leg up on the Rebels as far as getting to Obi-Wan Kenobi first, which opens up some definitely exciting possibilities for the second half of the Rebels season. This was the winter finale, if you will. And, yeah, it wasn't necessarily pitched as a winter finale, but they're not going to have any more episodes until January 7th. So they're taking a whole month off, which, you know, they would do anyway, probably. But, you know, with all the Rogue One stuff happening, well, gee, it's a perfect time to take a break from Star Wars Rebels, I guess. And speaking of Rogue One, there's a fun little section at the end of this installment of Rebels Recon where Andy Gutierrez talks to Henry Gilroy and Pablo Hidalgo and Justin Ridge about some of the things that are going to come up in the second half of Rebels. And here's what Pablo specifically says about Rogue One. By the time we get into the second half, the world will have seen Rogue One and we're going to be able to talk more freely about certain elements that are in that movie and how it connects to Rebels. So that right there is probably one of the most exciting things as a Star Wars Rebels fan you could possibly want to hear. And the idea of connecting the films to the broader Star Wars universe is a really fascinating one and one that we've all been wondering how deeply they are going to explore it. I mean, I know bringing Saw Gerrera in from the comics, like that's one thing. And naturally, of course, if characters in the movies, chances are they will spread out into other media eventually, especially the bigger characters and whatnot. But the suggest that we might have more of a crossover of animation into the film than we might have expected. And that in itself is remarkable. And there's also a comment from Henry Gilroy where he talks about a Clone Wars episode. And from time to time, we've mentioned the long memory of Dave Filoni and company with Star Wars Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. And this is another situation where it seems like the long memory is coming into play. You're going to hear some lightsaber noises over something that Henry Gilroy says, or at least a couple of different things that he says, because that's how the Star Wars folks are bleeping out specific spoilers of what he's going to say. You've watched The Clone Wars, right? Yeah. Do you remember episode... Yeah. Okay, so then that arc, there's the... Mm -hmm. And then if we can, we're actually going to bring in the entire... And the accompanying gasp is from the host of Rebels Recon, Andy Gutierrez, who also gives a startled no way when Gilroy reveals something about Thrawn and something that he doesn't know. But of course, Gilroy is lightsabered out on that one as well. So they've got some things up their sleeves for us, it sounds like, as you would expect them to have. We've got a lot of major plot lines about to coalesce. What Thrawn has in mind for the Rebels. We've got the whole Ezra and Maul dynamic. We've got Maul now possibly heading off for a showdown with Kenobi, which could mean the return of Obi-Wan Kenobi, not just in a little recorded cameo, as they did in the very beginning of Star Wars Rebels, but actually as an active character and us getting to see some more of his time in the desert. We also have a potential plot line with Mandalore and uniting the clans and how Sabine Bean will factor into that whole situation. And there's also the clear ties to Rogue One and how the current situation in Star Wars Rebels will ultimately lead to the situation that we see in Rogue One. That is a lot of work to do. And it even sounds like it's still a work in progress. Like if you listen to Henry Gilroy's comment there about what we're hoping to do is blank, whatever blank is, the idea that they're saying we're hoping to do it, yeah, that's kind of telling me that things are a little bit up in the air, which is really fascinating to hear that they're still, you know, in production on this and that there are things that may or may not happen. I don't know what the timetables are like on animation and whether they should have already been done with their season or not, but it sounds like they're not yet. 
So until they are, I'd love to hear from you. What do you think is on tap for the second half of Season 3 of Star Wars Rebels, aside from stuff with Thrawn and Ezra and Maul resolving and anything with Kenobi coming back into the series and the Ezra-Maul dynamic? Bring it on. Let's hear those comments at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7x7.com. I've got a trivia question for you on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles. Anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you. audibletrial.com SW7X7. Welcome back. I've got your trivia question for you. If you're really doing this, I want to help. Dude, I think you got enough going on right now. We'll handle this. Don't worry. Last time I asked you, how many TIE Fighters were chasing the Millennium Falcon around on Jakku? And that's two. Today's question, how many times does Finn grab Rey's hand in order to tug her along running while they're on Jakku? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. Hey, before you get captured on Geonosis, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful if you put a little something in the tip jar at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a separatist trick, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.